1: One, two, RB1, calling the fantasy football podcast, brought to you by I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined by just one of the guys, and it's Mr. Independent Drinker, Clark Barnes. Clark, how are you doing today? Doing great, Pete. How about yourself? Looking great, might I add. That beanie oh, is is hot. Is it is it cold out there? It is
0: cold freaking freezing down really? here yeah
1: oh shit texas getting
0: a winter it's like 30 so i'm sure it's a, <laughs> almost everywhere else that's like laughable but i'm just like freezing next to my space heater
1: just waiting for the sun to come back oh uh, yeah no sadly 30 degrees is uh actually downright balmy here in Massachusetts right around this time. Um it's a bummer though you t- I mean not that it's ever a bummer just to have you on the show Clark. I mean let's be honest some of our best episodes are just the two of us witty banter back know, and forth. I know
0: th- I know that you miss Pork chop, but he's busy tonight. And I he can't make it. He is very sorry.
1: That's the most upsetting because I had a lot planned for pork chop this yeah. uh this episode. I was going to open. I had a whole little gimmick opened uh when it was you, myself, and Jordan was still available to jump onto the show about uh about combine interviews since that was something we had talked about last week. I only got my hands on a couple questions. And I was going to walk you and Jordan through a combine interview, but this will—you will get my fresh take on this because I have you not got any of these questions. No. no. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, the two highlights um, were evidently, I guess, the Seahawks. One, some cornerback was getting uh, interviewed with the Seahawks, and he said they just had a fifteen to sixteen second staring contest. That that was just one of the interview questions. Was just a staring contest. Because I guess you need to do that.
0: (laughs) That's that's so great. Because this is it's. I've heard Matt Waldman of the Football Guys Fame talk about this. Uh, He has an operations background, which is like call senders and things like making sure that people are doing the proper work. And it's a very simple way to look at business. And I'm in the same industry, and it's just very simplified. And it, it it's a really easy way to see how organizations work. And when you remember that the NFL is just a collection of 32 businesses who just all happen to make football teams, you get to really see how horribly managed (laughs) some of these teams are. So in a strategy meeting for how they were going to conduct these interviews, enough people went, yeah,
1: let's just stare at him. I feel like a staring contest would give us a really good sense of how he'll hold up as an NFL player.
0: Not, like, generate a list of questions and, like, potential scoring of answers that you would like to hear or things that you would like to look at.
1: No. Fuck it. Let's just stare at
0: him for 20 seconds and see what happens. And see what happens.
1: Well, then you're going to love this other question that went around, which was evidently uh, a rookie was asked. I think I never heard a team directly uh, associated with this question, but I but I heard rumors, whispers that it was the Cincinnati Bengals uh, asked he this player was asked how many testicles he had. Uh, so, I, I, I was looking forward to this game last week to play
0: HR Violation or not an HR Violation. <laughs> it's not a very catchy title, but fun. Uh, definitely HR Violation. Oh! Like,
1: you can't ask that. <laughs> way to way to win the game that you just created. You
0: can't do that. Like <laughs> Staring at someone, however odd, is not an HR Violation.
1: But But asking how many testicles you have is
0: asking about the functionality of someone's reproductive system absolutely off limits, at least in Texas, which has some very liberal business sided laws.
1: Maybe, maybe uh, Ohio has very, Ohio is like, yo, go ahead, ask about someone's balls. No one, no one cares in Ohio. You think Texas is business friendly? We let you (laughs) ask,
0: like, are you thinking about getting Prego? You know, how many tattoos do you have? You know, all kinds of inappropriate. Oh
1: my goodness. Actually,
0: tattoos might be acceptable, but whatever.
1: Um, yeah. So wow. those are those are combined highlight questions. Wouldn't
0: I mean it's gotta be hard to be twenty-two and there's only thirty-two of these companies out there, but wouldn't that just be such a relief to be like, hey guys, go ahead and just don't worry about it. Like, don't pick me. Oh yeah, just go ahead, I, like not going to participate in this corporation. <laughs> no, thank you.
1: I mean, and the thing is, it's like the the undrafted free agent market. Like, I feel like is is become more and more prevalent in in being able to. It's not as much of a as a long path to success as maybe as it once was. I feel like teams have a maybe a little bit of a longer leash now for their undrafted rookies, but. I mean it's it's the further argument of of just instead of having it be a draft just have them all basically be released out to free agency and you know maybe you have we and we've talked about this on the podcast before where it's like yeah all right you have a team that tanks or whatever you in order to help make sure that the the bad teams have the best chance you give them you know they have the largest budget to spend they have the largest rookie budget to spend um, and you have it slowly decrease from there, and then all of these players are now in free agents who can negotiate their own contract, who can figure out where they want to play, and maybe they're in it for the money. And then you're able to get the you know put the most lucrative offer together if you're a bad team. But if you're a you know team that's pretty good and you want to be able to just ah, get that one prime rookie that you need, yeah, well then you can negotiate with that person, give a little, put a little more power into the player's hands.
0: Yeah, it'll never work, Pete. Uh, sorry. Uh, if these, that's what I need
1: you a ride here for, Clark, is just if, to bring me down. If these young
0: athletes do not have all of their business decisions made for them by this cartel of hyper wealthy old men, then they'll probably just all turn to crime. It's, so. <laughs> it's so true. That will never work. Pete.
1: We no, have that'll to sign them. You're they're right.
0: not like programmers or like me and you. When we came out of school, we got to choose. Right. Never work for them.
1: No, it, it'll never work. I mean, yeah. they they probably wouldn't disclose whether or not they had one testicle in that interview process if they're a free agent. And then what do you know? They're on the field and suddenly the team is at a liability. They're a liability <laughs> I mean, on the field with one testicle. I, I know that we live in a very litigious
0: society and I'm not a big fan of that. But I tell this team to go F themselves and I hope I don't get drafted. And then I sue and never have to run into giant men for a living to make my
1: millions of dollars. It'd be a nice way to go about things. It'd be a long legal process, but you know, maybe it'd be worth it. I just, I can't,
0: like, these are businesses. Right. They're not special. I know they're special to us because it's a game, but like, it's also just these are business. You can't. Uh, I get it. Every it's, year, I'm, I'm just blown away.
1: It's so flummoxing that they feel like this somehow is necessary in the whole like interview process for this sport, right? Like somehow, oh, it's well, it's all about making the player uncomfortable and seeing how they do in an uncomfortable situation.
0: Like the Rose ball or something? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> like you're looking to see how they perform with like 100,000 people in the crowd? Because we have tape of it. Yeah, because you've seen that before. Oh, I just a okay. tape.
1: We've seen them. We've seen them play in front of a big crowd at, at high levels. Like what? What do you? What awkward situation are you predicting that they're going to find themselves in?
0: I mean, this is the first good argument for getting an MBA I have ever heard. <laughs>
1: this is the reason you do it. Oh, I'd, combine! Combine! Well done. How about uh, DK Metcalf? <laughs> oh, don't worry, Clark. We're gonna get to him. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got NFL news, and then we're going to, uh, for the bulk of the pod, talk about, uh, we got some free agency bull predictions. Um, or, as I like to call it, uh, I'm so certain this movie's going to happen, I'd bet a million dollars if I had that kind of cash. So. Oh. This drastically has changed okay. all of okay. Clark's predictions. I'm going for it. Oh, I got I've got some bold ones, so don't worry. Don't worry. I'm just I'm just putting that million dollar moniker on it so that we sound really smart when we post it out there. And people are like, Wow, they must be really certain. Maybe they've got some inside information, even I though like the resources ain't here.
0: I like how I'm hesitant to commit to this premise. It's like, but what I mean, oh boy, would I? <laughs> what Barnes? Come on. But but my fictional million dollars. Yeah, just focus on the puns. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, let's tackle the NFL news first. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff to come out of the Combine. Uh, One of the things is obviously revolving around the Antonio Brown trade. But it sounds like like there might be a resolution to this sooner rather than later. Uh, It seems that the Steelers think that there's enough interest that they might be able to trade him before March 17th, which would be before a uh, $2.5 million roster bonus would pay out to Antonio Brown. So for those people keeping track at home, that would be in the next 12 days, which a uh, little less than two weeks for those math heads out there, because there are seven days in a week. Uh, 12 is a little two days less than 14, and 14 is two weeks. So thus, a little less than two weeks. The two team or there were three teams that that Ian Rappaport uh, has heard the most rumblings about, or I guess who have shown the most interest and Antonio Brown, and they are the Cardinals, Raiders, and Broncos. So, Clark, we are a fantasy football podcast. Let's start with that. Uh, If we can only pick between those three teams, where would you most like to see Antonio Brown go, purely from a fantasy football perspective? I'm going to go
0: with the biggest unknown, because that's what I'm most comfortable with. And I would love to go Kyler Murray throwing to Antonio Brown in Arizona just because we have zero evidence of what it would look like is going to be my favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the natural choice from a from a non-fantasy football perspective, from a from a pure enjoyment perspective. Oh my god, sign me up for John Gruden and Antonio Brown operating in the same room for 10 years.
0: See, I was, I was looking through the list of teams here of like if the Steelers wanted to be spiteful, what teams would they send him to and like it's the three teams you named
1: right exactly (laughs) the Raiders are top that list for sure I could see this as a John Elway move to be like because he thinks that the Broncos are still in have a Super Bowl window even well they do have Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Flacco let's not overlook the fact that he has won a Super Bowl you guys in the last decade we'll have more on interesting quarterbacks who've 1-1
0: 1-1 Super Bowl uh, on faketeams.com this week with Ooh. the fantasy Titans wish list.
1: Ooh, saucy. That's right, people. We're going to quickly pause the news here for a plug. Faketeams.com, we've been writing our fantasy football wish lists for all 32 teams, slowly making them through. We're in the final stretch. We're going to be done at the end of this week, uh, so make sure to, to check in and read those. Yeah, I think the Cardinals is is the most exciting. Because even if it is Josh Rosen who's going to be at quarterback there, a uh, little more on that coming later. You're still you've still got a young quarterback there who's shown a lot of promise. You've got an offense that has David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, and you've got a coach in Cliff Kingsbury who everyone's you know gushing over as this offensive minded genius, or maybe not genius. Maybe he's not a Sean McVay type, but he certainly is going to be able to implement a a offense that could really put up a lot of yards and a lot of points if all things go accordingly. So it would make sense for them to go out and, and get themselves Antonio Brown. I think that's the best landing spot for him.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I lived down here in the South and I saw a lot of the cliff Kingsbury, Texas tech red Raiders, and they scored, they couldn't stop anybody, but they scored a ton of points very much in the tradition of the Mike Leach era. Texas Tech Red Raiders. And so with those weapons of uh, Fitzgerald, Brown, and David Johnson, oh, whew, just barely got there. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be really interesting to see if uh, Kingsbury can scheme it up enough to put a rookie quarterback behind that sieve of an offensive line and squeeze out some production. Like, that.
1: Yeah, and let's roll that naturally into the next big bullet point of the news, which is... Really, everyone kind of thinks that the Cardinals are taking uh, Kyler Murray number one overall. That seemed the unanimous agreement from the combine. Now, you can see it one of two ways. You can see it when there's smoke, there's fire. And Cliff Kingsbury has already expressed his interest in Kyler Murray in the past. Uh, you have the Cardinals kind of quietly shopping Josh Rosen under the table. You've heard that they're, maybe he's worth a third-round pick, which I think is way too low. And any team should be buying Josh Rosen for a third-round pick if that's what he's putting on if he's being offered. But you could also see it as, well, the Cardinals are totally just fabricating this. They've already told Josh Rosen that he is the future. They're just spilling this kind of shit to try to drum up interest and have teams be worried who want a quarterback, who are like, oh, crap, Cardinals are going to take our guy. we got to go up and we got to give him a godfather offer to get to that first overall pick. But, Clark, we're going to live in the world where, personally, I think, Kyler Murray is the number one pick. He's going to the Cardinals at one oh one at one overall. Cliff is Cliff is gonna get his man. They're going to build this air raid offense with Kyler Murray. Where do you think Josh Rosen's going? Because clearly they're not keeping him on the roster.
0: I well, I guess this kind of gills the lily on one of my hot free agency moves. Uh, what would be more fitting and what team would it be more likely to make their big offseason splash to go out and get what isn't a free agent but a a highly touted controversial player only to have another young quarterback replace Alex Smith (laughs) perhaps (laughs) unfairly I think Josh Rosen is gonna go play football in Washington there's just too many pieces that fit together for that
1: I think it makes I have spoken many times on this podcast and every multimedia platform to which I partake in about my desire for the Patriots to get Rosen and then just have a seamless transition but Washington makes the most sense of teams who need a quarterback who are just out of the quarterback uh you know cuz the Giants have what the 6th pick I the no, yeah the 6th pick um and so most people think that that means Dwayne Haskins is, is going to them or they're going to package to meet, maybe even move up and leapfrog in front of, I don't know, the Raiders or so, whomever possibly will take Haskins. Um, but the Washington, I think they have pick 16. They finished middle of the pack. Like, right. They didn't do that poorly. Exactly. And so they're not going to – they don't have the, the the draft capital in order to go up and, and get a Kyler Murray or, or a Haskins and see so your hope in one of those other kind of quarterbacks maybe – you you reach on a, the guy from Mizzou who I forget what his name is. Um, Clearly. I think this is a two quarterback class. I don't care about anyone else, Um, but it would make a lot of sense. I feel like the 16 overall pick, that's a fair exchange for Josh Rosen. Maybe it's a little high, but Josh Rosen has had one year in the NFL and is on a rookie deal and looked really good being a rookie. Yeah. He had his bumps and bruises, but that offense was just historically awful as well. So, if I'm if I'm Washington, I pull that trigger 10 out of 10 times. So this is the season of lies.
0: And and we are trying to put out content based on speculation too. We are not above this here at fake teams nor at the RB1 colon fantasy football podcast. Uh but People speak in such certain terms each year around the draft about a blurb or something that a scout said someone Mm. close to the organization said, and 99% of it is absolute bullshit. So we get to choose what story we want to have be true, and I want the Kyler Murray going number one and Josh Rosen getting traded to be the true story. We have never. I have never seen anything like this. It just a, makes a much more yeah. exciting NFL
1: and offseason.
0: And, like, let's not talk about how I believe Cliff Kingsbury said Kyler Murray was worthy of the over-one pick, like, the week before he played Kyler Murray, like, a la Bill Belichick, I'm going to pump up the team that I'm playing kind of thing. I don't care. No. I don't care. I just want all of the discussions <laughs> to be about Josh Rosen, who I think the media just decided that they hated.
1: For some reason from
0: right away. And yeah, yeah he's deserved. I don't know the kid, but no. I know he's 22. So maybe we back off a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just this, this is just fascinating that this is even that everyone's not just like laughing this away.
1: It's yeah. fascinating. I love it. I love it. Uh, quickly checking in on all Cardinals fans. I saw this posted to Twitter. Uh, you know, Cardinals fans are doing well when they are saying, why would they draft Russell Wilson when you already have Aaron Rodgers in house? Which, to wow. me, is very apt compared to both the quarterbacks. So, Cardinals fans clearly don't have an overblown perspective on who uh, Josh Rosen's going to be.
0: <laughs> I love draft season, man. I it's love it. Best. It's just the fucking There best. are no Alfred Morris's in draft season. It's all Marshall Fox and Barry Sanders. <laughs> Everyone's and a player. Yeah, there is Every- no...
1: God forbid you care. It's one of my favorite things is like on those draft profiles where they have like all their combine measurements and you got your pros and your cons. And then they go to like player comparisons. It's like every single time they feel like they have to compare it to a big household name player because if they're like, you know, this player who's going to be taken in the first round, like DK Metcalf, I compare him to Torrey Smith. People are like, are you fucking kidding me? DK Metcalf is going to be a Julio Jones. He's the best freaking receiver ever. Like all these things where it's like, well, actually, you know, he runs straight really well. He's a good frame receiver who can get past the defense, but he can't cut worth a damn. He can't run a route. So uh, I guess Torrey Smith's a great comparison. Like, you know, it's hilarious. I love it. And Torrey Smith is And
0: Torrey Smith is a good receiver. Yeah. But I, but but I, like, as much as I laugh at it, I get it. On the other hand, too, because you can't be like, "Oh, a guy really reminds me of Austin Collie," <laughs> you know, like thirty-six thousand people aren't going to click on your article if
1: those are the kind of comparisons you're making. Oh. You'll never guess who Clark Barnes thinks this receiver plays like. Give you a hint: he played with Peyton Manning, and he's white.
0: P.S. You won't even know who it is. P.S.
1: P.S. he has thirty career catches. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DK Metcalf, uh, before we move on from the combine, Clark, you have, uh, I wanted to give you one minute on the podcast to defend him as a person, because, uh, spoiler alert, evidently the Slack channel hates DK Metcalf, so I wanted to give you a platform to uh, to speak your praise for him.
0: I have fallen in love with DK Metcalf. First, it was the pictures of him next to what are likely other giant human beings, which he just dwarfs. And then it was that someone tinted him green to make him look like the Hulk oh, in that who picture, did that. which I really enjoyed. Uh, and then it was him running a 4-3-40 in the combine. And I know. I know the combine, guys. I like it. I know it doesn't, like, predict. Who's, but I just let me be in love. Yeah. Just let me be in love. Let He's him just be a almost- physical athletic freak. I got I have ties to that university. It would just be it'd be it'll be fun to talk about at Christmas. I am just smitten and I hope that he has I hope that he has a Tory Smith-esque career in the NFL. That would be great.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just I'm in love, Pete. Oh, good. Well, there you go. If you play in a league with Clark Barnes, you know that he's going to draft DK Metcalf probably way too high in fantasy this year. I mean, he's not getting past the third. <laughs> You, That's the kind of elite fantasy advice that people come to this podcast. He is to going
0: to lead the Panthers <laughs> in receiving over <laughs> DJ Moore this year. Oh. God, and, and like I think the team that picks him is going to be what pops the balloon for me. It's going to be some terrible team. It's like, oh, the Buccaneers went out and got him. It's like, oh, well, crap.
1: Yeah. I've seen there. a lot of mocks put, have him going to the Ravens, which I'm not against. The Ravens, yeah. there are very few offenses that can exploit someone who runs in a straight line roll fast better than John Harbaugh's Ravens.
0: I want Lamar Jackson to be a thing, so no comment. I don't want that.
1: Um, two fi- final bullet points in the NFL news. We've left the combine. Now we're just going with uh, with kind of a general chitter-chatter, I guess you would say. Uh, Clark, I hope I'm not stepping on your future bold prediction toes, but I don't feel like this is a bold prediction for anyone seems like it's a foregone conclusion. Nick Foles is going to the Jaguars this off season. That was another thing that came out from everyone's like, basically the Jags are the only team that's willing to put a lot of money or invest time into Nick Foles. So uh, there you go. Well done, Jacksonville. Way to get the son of God as your uh, starting quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, nothing would be more Jaguars than to go sign another shitty quarterback
1: and lock him in for four more years. Uh And then finally, we have a little bit of clarity on Todd Gurley's knee uh, that kind of seemingly wasn't an injury because it never showed up on the injury report, which is technically illegal. Um, But you'll never see Roger Goodell do anything about that. Uh, And why C.J. Anderson suddenly became a thing during the playoff run. It sounds like he has arthritis in his knee. Uh, from his ACL tear, and then they're trying to figure out ways to recover uh, for him to recover from that, from that, make a full recovery. But it seems like uh, seems like Todd Gurley's knees are not not doing great, which is uh, not really a good thing when you just signed him to the largest running back contract in NFL history. But what do I know?
0: Yeah, this is. I mean, I I don't know how this is news. Like, yeah, he was hurt, man. Yeah, he he was hurt. Hopefully, it's not something that cuts his career short we knew that he had these problems coming out of school and i don't care about the rams and so i'm glad that this man got paid because his body has paid the price and you know i just hope it doesn't linger i hope he's able to play through it and has another good five or
1: six years agreed and now time to go around the alliance of America's american football of america fell the mighty iron, and now only the Orlando Apollos and Mr. 1000 Garrett Gilbert remain the perfect 4-0 atop the Eastern Conference. Meanwhile, the West fights tooth and nail for every win with a three-way tie at the top. Kenneth Farrow, the second and his San Antonio Commanders, somehow sit atop this tie despite a negative point differential. Followed minutes behind like the younger children of a triplet by John Three. Touchdown, Wolfords Arizona Hotshots and rushing leader Jaquan Garter's uh, San Diego Fleet. Thanks to his elite play... <laughs> Thanks to the elite play of Zach Mettenberger. Yes, you heard me right. The Memphis Express won their first game and now are no longer at risk of becoming the Browns of the AAF, Or, for you hipster fans out there, the Detroit Lions who went 0-16 before it was cool. And now, back to the sport that happily employs domestic abusers and kicks out peaceful protesters. Good read, Pete. Thanks, Clark. I still can't find it on TV. <laughs> Time for some free agency of bold predictions, or I'm so certain this movie is going to happen. I'd bet a million dollars on it if I had that kind of cash. So uh, we normally do kind of beer bets uh, in the same kind of foyer or the same kind of time. But let me be honest with you, Clark, if I could be so bold, uh, since we are doing a bold predictions. um, Beer bets kind of loses its allure when uh, no one pays out their beers. So, I figured why, why make bets and why not just be bold and make bold ass predictions and just run with that title? Plus, you know, the clickbait, bold prediction people click on fear bets. People are like, "What the f is that? That works for me. it It hypothetically saves on shipping, too. so exactly. So okay. hypothetically, the money we've saved on shipping will go towards that million dollars that we're willing to put on this. Um I will start, and I will start with something that's not really that bold, maybe. I, I will say, but I, I make up for it with later ones. But uh, one thing that I'm certain in my loins that will happen this fantasy, this offseason is that Le'Veon Bell will go to the New York Jets. I am sorry, Clark. I know we talked all this past year uh, and got your hopes up that Le'Veon Bell would sign with the Houston Texans, and you didn't want to hear any of it in hopes of, of keeping your expectations low. But I'm here to – Lift them to the skies and then dash them down and instead of sending them to your team, send him to Jordan's first favorite team because he's not here to defend himself. Yes, the New York Jets have surpassed the Green Bay Packers as Jordan's favorite team. Breaking news. Uh, This move just makes too much sense for me. Uh, It feels like a Jets move giving a shit ton of money to a player who's very good but at a position that is often seen not worth the kind of cash that it demands. Uh, But it also gets uh, kills two birds with one stone or strokes two cats with one hand for you PETA people out there. Uh, It uh, gets Sam Darnold, a legit offensive weapon, both in the running game and in the receiving game. And I think it just adds an actual true explosive element to this offense that has been severely lacking and helps them at least stay mildly in an arms race uh, in the AFC East as pitiful or as, uh, as, you know, unhelpful as it might be, or useless as that might be.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw a report the other day that the jets really liked Tevin Coleman and that they really weren't interested in Le'Veon Bell. And so I'm inclined to completely dismiss that and everything else that we're reading about rumors, uh, leaked by the team, <coughs> I The only thing that I don't understand about this is why the Jets would pay that much money when they're so far away and why Le'Veon Bell would want to go to the
1: Jets. I, just I, think, I think Le'Veon Bell's sole purpose in life is to get paid, which is an admirable purpose to have. Well,
0: he's in his earning
1: prime. That makes a good sense. Right, exactly. I don't think he's necessarily looking for a ring or a, or a winning... Field, I think that's a nice benefit, but I think right now he's looking for the biggest bang to the buck. Now, being the fact that the running back position is already a very uh, um, depreciated market, (laughs) using some big terms right here, I wouldn't put it past the Jets to try to uh, kind of play off, play coy with their interest in Le'Veon Bell in hopes that the market kind of settles, that Le'Veon Bell realizes that maybe there's not going to be as much demand for him as he initially expected or at his price point. And thus they can be like, all right, Le'Veon, we really like Tevin Coleman over here. So we're not gonna, you know, but maybe we give you 15 a year instead of the 20 a year you want. And maybe you heard a no
0: story deal. that we totally made up the you
1: So <laughs> exactly that's
0: really concerning to right.
1: Us. Maybe if you wanted 15 mil a year guaranteed instead of 20 mil, maybe we can make it. and then ultimately they settle on 17.5 and it's a happy medium. I think the jets are. For, for the exact flip reason of why I'm fully on board with the Cardinals taking Kyler Murray first overall. I think any time a team says anything in the offseason, they're planning on doing the opposite of what they're saying, except for the Cardinals, who 100% are backing Kyler Murray first pick overall, because that's happening. Uh, but I would not be surprised if the Jets are doing this whole thing to try to dampen Le'Veon Bell's market in their hopes to be able to get him on maybe not as massive a contract as he uh, initially was looking for.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell is getting bailed out by his former running mate, Antonio Brown, going absolutely insane, becoming a black hole of attention, just really ruining his own value, making Le'Veon Bell sitting
1: out for a year seem like not that big of a deal. No, Le'Veon Bell like handled that so much better. I mean, Antonio – well, John Le'Veon Bell for just, like, I didn't leveraging. know at
0: the time, and neither did anyone else. We felt like it was being done really poorly, but turns out <laughs> –
1: Turns out. Dude was a genius. He yeah. knew, knew exactly what he was doing. He knew Antonio Brown was a ticking time bomb. So he was like, look, if I just quietly kind of handle my business for this year, I know all of this is going to pale in comparison when Antonio Brown eventually explodes. Yeah. Genius. All right, That's what's really- your uh, first bold prediction for this – for the uh, pre-agency period?
0: Uh, so, so the first one was – Josh Rosen to uh to Washington. So, I've I've come up with another one. Oh. Uh, and, and I and I hope it's bold. But my bold prediction is that Trent Brown signs for the most guaranteed money this offseason. Out of everyone. Yes. Wow. You left put tackles, the team to that? Left tackles do not come onto the market uh if you pick Pick your favorite author's team needs list and look at it. 28 out of 32 teams have offensive line needs. These guys just don't don't come available unless you're the Patriots and you turn some like fourth round guard into an amazing starting left tackle. And then you let them go because you got another one back there. Because the Patriots
1: is a goddamn wizard. Endless
0: freaking stock of amazing (laughs) players. Um, so it, it just doesn't happen. He he's played the best football of his life in the in the past ten games. People's memories are short. There's going to be a huge market for this. His agent is literally just going to put everyone on speaker and kind of like let the last man standing decide. Uh, it's going to be huge, and it's one of the, it's a it's, it's like Antonio Brown in that everyone wants this person. Everyone wants this person on their team. You can always use a left tackle.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it too. Especially since I feel like I think the one of the biggest um overrated parts of free agency that everyone goes to and I understand at a certain point this was not true. But in the last 2 to 2 years, I'll say. I think cap space is wildly overrated. I just I just don't think that that matters anymore. Because the the cap the cap keeps climbing every year because the NFL keeps making more money and it keeps dividing it out to teams and so at a certain point like you could just offer these albatross contracts and then in two years they'll look like a screaming deal because the cap adds another ten million dollars and teams are throwing out massive contracts so I think that you're definitely right where this is a position where everyone you know. There are only a handful of teams that have a sturdy left tackle or right tackle. Trent Brown can play both. Uh, He was a left tackle for the Patriots and exceeded at that, but tried it for the 49ers. It was not that great, Um, and he was initially drafted as a right tackle, and so you could play him either side, but my point being so is that, and both are vitally important since now defenses have got pass rushers on all sides, but it's a position that if a team like the Texans, who chronically need uh, offensive line help, like the Seahawks who always need offensive line help, a team that is right on the cusp of real, real Super Bowl chances or at the very least making it deep into the playoffs and you are an offensive lineman away or you are protection away, you have the pieces and you just need to keep your quarterback right upright. what why would you not throw a shit ton of guaranteed money? At this guy to be like, look, come in, let's get this thing done, uh, and let's do it and see what happens. I could definitely see a team doing that, and being like, this is our one free agent move. This is what we're going to do this offseason. We're going to bring this guy in, and we're going to shore up our offensive line.
0: Yeah, and what bolsters my argument for why he's going to get the most guaranteed money is that we just we don't have a lot of really exciting edge rushers hitting the free market. We don't have a lot of excitement. There's Nick Foles is the most exciting quarterback, and he's fine. But he's like a Tyrod Taylor-level mm-hmm. quarterback. So he'll get a lot of guaranteed, but not that much. And so, yeah, there's just a bunch of a bunch of good linebackers, a bunch of good defensive tackles, but not those positions that are out of premium. So
1: I agree, I agree, I agree. Okay, my second, I have three, I should have said at the top, I have three bold predictions. My second one, uh, starting to slowly progressively get bolder, uh, is that I love Teddy Bridgewater. I will only want the best for Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go to a team with an open starting quarterback job. Uh, so that would rule out the Washington team, the Giants team, uh, the Jaguars, who are likely Nick Foles, the Dolphins team. I think he is going to go to a team where maybe you have a questionable uh, starter in place. Did you read my notes, Pete? Do oh, you have this too? <laughs> Go <ahead>. Damn it! <laughs> oh, Clark, I apologize. We're we're too similar. We're too much on the same wavelength. This is this is just going to. This is a a testament to your ability to think on the fly, as I've taken away <laughs> throughout this podcast. Both of the people that both of the things that you had planned going into it. <laughs> Strategic move on my part. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to make you a more marketable podcaster, so that when people come asking, be like, "Hey, Clark Barnes, he's a uh, really good on your show. Does he sometimes uh, is would he work well under pressure?" I can say, "Well, let me tell you, let me show you one episode where I took away all of his options and he thrived." Anyways, getting distracted as I want to do. Um, so a team like I could see uh, Cincinnati. Maybe there's not that much, you know, there's not that much faith in Andy Dalton. So you bring a Teddy Bridgewater in to give yourself a capable backup in case, you know, Dalton is garbage. Uh, If the Broncos get rid of Case Keenan, which by all stretches of his imagination, they should, maybe that's a position where you can bring him in. I think, I think there's still too many questions around his physical his physical ability after his knee exploded um and i think teams are going to want to see a little bit more from him before giving him a starting quarterback job uh and so that would be the reasoning behind my uh thought process my bold prediction there i like the premise but you got the team wrong Mm.
0: tell me the tell me the right team and then an exceptionally bold move a la last year we took a quarterback in the first round And instead of sticking with it for six years, we're going to correct now and draft Kyler Murray number one, same school, Chicago Bears bring in Teddy Bridgewater. He beats out Mitchie Trubisky and leads the Bears to the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, shit, Clark. I apologize that I even set foot on that bold prediction terrain because mine was a lukewarm beverage that was left out on the counter. Yours is a flaming, scalding, hot cop of Joe that is going to warm the hearts of many. Holy goodness, I am loving it. Yeah, I, I,
0: I love Teddy Bridgewater. I, and you know my, uh, my analysis or proclivity for analysis is by having a platform with dozens of listeners, by me saying something is going to happen, I impact the world. So I'm I'm just putting it out there that Teddy Bridgewater is going to recover, he's going to be a a good NFL quarterback and and what a better place to put him with uh, than Matt Nagy who's made Mitchell Trubisky look like he he could possibly be an equipment manager in the NFL which is quite a feat. Uh, so I would just love to see really any good quarterback go to Chicago, but you know don't give me Nick Foles, give me give, give me
1: something exciting.
0: Let's put Teddy out there.
1: Wow. I screw everything I said. I love that. That is fantastic. That is beautiful. Beautiful, Clark. Well done. Do you have another one that you want to throw in before my third or, or I mean, that was so hot that I'm happy for you to retire on that.
0: I feel like that one's good. I'm making yeah. several up as we go
1: along. Cause okay. I keep
0: losing them <laughs> to you. <but. laughs>
1: well, I would be very surprised if you lost this one to me because uh, you already have the bears as your NFC favorite for the super bowl. I, on the other hand, i uh, I wanted to pour some out for our friend Ginger Nick, who cannot be on the podcast today because he has um, a mouth disease that is rare and it's called mm, sore throat. Um, so sore we hope you get well. hope you get better, at Nicholas. but Nick's forty ers are going to sign Earl Thomas. And despite the fact that they were not listed as a team initially interested in Antonio Brown, they're going to pull off the trade to get A.B. in San Francisco with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. And this team is going to thrive. You're going to have a defensive identity, We recreating the Legion of Boom, and a number two overall pick to go get yourself Joey Bosa, since Kyler Murray's going first overall. Uh, not Joey Bosa, right? No, what's his brother? Nick, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Go get yourself Nick. I just Mitchell.
0: know there's two, so if you're not yeah. sure. So if, if I'm not the, the other the one. Sure. Yeah.
1: That defense becomes solid. You now have an offense with Antonio Brown, George Kittle. You've got Jarek McKinnon coming back from injury. You've got Jimmy freaking Garoppolo under center. They make their way to the Super Bowl and face off against none other than Mr. Thomas Brady and the Patriots, where Jimmy G and the Niners best the Patriots, and we watch Tom officially pass the goat torch to Jimmy, who then goes on to put together the greatest 10-year stretch ever seen in pro sports history, while Brady retires at the end of the year and moves his family in his six Super Bowl rings to Brazil, never to be seen again.
0: I like the prediction. I think moving to Brazil, you really think that through. It's very violent.
1: Uh, it's true, but that's where Giselle terrible. is from. So I feel like Giselle knows Ooh. where to be, where not to be. <laughs>
0: I'm from Mississippi. I'm not looking <laughs> to, to, to necessarily go back. relocate. It's a beautiful place. I love it. My
1: family's there, but I like town. okay, okay, maybe somewhere uh, else. Maybe the Patagonias.
0: Sure. I googled that after you said you were going there. Confirmed, real place.
1: Check. Not yeah. just the company.
0: I like this idea because I keep waiting to see the uh, Gary Kubiak, which made Matt Schaub one of the best quarterbacks in football offense. In San Francisco, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a more talented quarterback than Matt Schaub, and I think that the zone run scheme and play action system is so brilliant in its simplicity that it's kind of when it came on the scene, it was kind of like the run pass option of like, oh defenses just have to pick which one, and you you can never choose right enough, and you know, and that's how the Texans used to be good, even though they didn't have any really. Uh, had nobody at quarterback so to see a receiver like Antonio Brown play that Andre Johnson role of he's running deep all the time he's running crossers all the time and then George Kittle playing that pivotal tight end role in that offense is just very savory so I would love to see the 49ers get any top flight wide receiver but if it was Antonio Brown boy boy that would be That'd
1: be great. It just I, – I understand. I know that there have been no reports that the 49ers have expressed any interest. Um, that
0: means he's definitely going there. Be-
1: <laughs> <laughs> it means it's 100% going to happen. But this is by far and away my perfect like landing spot for, for Antonio Brown from from a real-life perspective and from a from a fantasy perspective, just like for all the reasons you were saying. Because he would just fit perfectly into that offense, into the plan that Kyle Shanahan wants to run. He's going to be able to run every route in the tree, open everything up. George Kittle has not become a massive offensive weapon. I think the return of Jarek McKinnon is going to be highly underrated. Uh, and, and people who are willing to take the risk on him in fantasy are going to quickly reap the benefits. And I just... I w- I want Jimmy G to succeed. He's a beautiful man and he should be one of the top 5 quarterbacks for the rest of his career cuz he's just and, so gorgeous. Yeah, and, and the 49ers have
0: been bad long enough. Like they've paid right. their dues.
1: Let's come on. This is just mean at this point. Right, right, right. But the Browns you still have to a little more struggle. You haven't paid enough dues. <laughs>
0: Oh, the Browns
1: have paid. Come on. No, it's a joke. Of course they're Come to on, go. Pete. The Lions, on the other hand. It's the
0: Lions' turn to take it, and they deserve every nickel of it.
1: <laughs> and they got to keep sucking. Do uh, you have another bold prediction that you just randomly thought up on the spur of the moment? Uh,
0: I thought of a fun one. Uh, Jamison Crowder goes to the Packers and catches over 100 balls out of the slot for them. A Randy Cobb replacement. I like
1: that. I like that a lot. Um, I think I – let me actually, Clark – quickly do a little recon because I do believe that I wrote the uh, Green Bay Packers fantasy football wish list on fate teams.com. And actually I think instead of Jameson Crowder, I took a page out of your book and I said, golden Tate was who I wanted them to go to, to oh, see them, either you know, one. yeah, that's play great. a similar role, but I really like the Jameson Crowder move too. I think Jameson Crowder is another one of these guys who he's, he is coming off of injury and just in an offense that clearly wasn't working for him. Uh, well, it just clearly wasn't working at all. And uh, I think he's going to be someone, too, who people are kind of forgotten about. And in the right system, with the right quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is as good a quarterback as anyone, though not quite as good as Josh Rosen. Um, I think, yeah, I think he could definitely return to a huge pivotal part of an offense. So I, I'm all for that. I like that I like that prediction a lot. He's another name who I'm going to be targeting on, thinking of a, as kind of a underrated sleeper who maybe people have forgotten about. Cool beans. Well, I those were my three uh, bullet predictions, and I'm not as good on the uh, on the spur of the moment as you, sir. So I don't have anything more. If you if you don't have anything more.
0: No, I'm just just looking through the list of you know the top 101 free mm. agents available, written by uh, you know some people who I respect very some much. Cabronies. You can you can Google it and figure it out. Uh, It's not a super top heavy class because I'm still not. I mean, wouldn't okay. I understand we feel like Antonio Brown's a done deal, but I'll believe it when I see it. It's not a super top heavy class, but there's a lot of really solid players. Yeah, that are like that are going into free agency. Uh, Anthony Barr, Trey Flowers. I mean, C.J. Mosley. You know, Tyron Matthew and Sue is kind of an afterthought. I mean, there's a there's a lot of really good players going out. Can we
1: talk a hot sack about Landon Collins and how the Giants yes. uh, think Eli Manning is worth keeping around, but God forbid they sign Landon Collins to a franchise tag, despite for the fact that he's 25 years old and has been to three Pro Bowls? Yeah, let's <laughs> <That's>, do <that's> it. <laughs> that was it. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to take a final dig at the Giants for the fact that they are sticking with Eli Manning. This is, it's just a preposterous thing. The the I wonder how many teams... And how many GMs and how many franchises get sunk by sentiment, sentimentality? Like, this is something that, like, I feel like is often attributed with the Patriots with, for their utter lack of it. And it's one of the reasons why they are not stuck with owing Eli $23 million and they can't keep around their prize safety because, oh, Eli's still he got us a Super Bowl. and. Yeah. And I think that he's just he deserves to retire here. I mean, Jerry Jones has been floundering in the wind with all of his people. And the only reason he ever got rid of Tony Romo was because Tony Romo literally was like, all right, Jerry, I got to hang out the old cleats. And Jerry's like, are you sure, Tony? I really want you to stick around. That was my Jerry Jones impression. Pretty, pretty sure I nailed it. That's pretty good. Thanks. I mean, I i don't think Eli's
0: a whole lot worse than any anyone, anyone that's available. Other than my boy Teddy Bridgewater, of course. Other than
1: um, Teddy B.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I, I'm surprised when teams don't draft a quarterback every year. I, I, I don't know why you don't just. I mean, I'm not saying top two rounds or anything, but. But just possibly have
1: mean. someone on your roster, and if they suddenly become something, either you've got now your next, you know, your next guy, or hey, guess who always needs quarterbacks? Other teams yeah. uh, package them up and trade them. I did say though, I did say. Uh, in my Giants wish list when the Broncos do cut Case Keenum because it makes no sense to keep him around given him his price tag and the fact that they got Joe Flacco now um, who says no to a Pat Shermer Case Keenum reunion and suddenly we've got Case Keenum MVP magic blossoming up in uh, New, or- New York uh, probably probably Dave Gettleman <laughs> probably all of New York says no to that um, but I think it could be fun
0: Oh, Porkchop didn't make an appearance. Porkchop!
1: The, the podcast, yeah. Porkchop is here.
0: Yeah, peeling back the onion curtain today. Uh, every session of the door being closed without the dog being in the room resulted in a new thing being found and chewed up and left on the same stair. Oh. Uh, I appreciate that consistency. What was chop's favorite stair? Uh, it's the one on, I have, it's a short staircase where it kind of like 180s. Okay, and so it's always the really perilous one where you need to turn around. Oh, where he leaves all of the things that are eventually. Do you
1: kill think? Him. Do you think? And this is an honest question because it's the most perilous step. Do you think your dog is trying to kill you?
0: I think that's probably why he was available
1: for adoption. I oh. think this is kind of a. Uh,
0: what's the stupid movie with the doll? It's scary as hell.
1: Oh, oh um, crap! It's like The Conjuring. Is yes. That it? Yeah. This is like a pet cemetery meets the conjuring mm. Mm. situation. Yep, 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 yep. Sure, 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 sure. So Pork chop was buried in an old Indian barrel ground and has dug himself out and is now trying to kill you by leaving uh, torn up things on the most perilous step of your small staircase. I think that's Pet Cemetery to a T. Yeah. I don't understand why Stephen King won't write a sequel firmly around this storyline. Or maybe try something else called Pet Seminary about a dog who finds Jesus. (laughs) I mean, you're talking to a whole different market of people, but that's one of the most popular and and largest markets in America. So I feel like it's a home run. Work for Dan Brown. Yeah. Oh, good breath. Yeah. No, definitely. And you know you're going to get Jacksonville Jaguars' new starting quarterback Nick Foles on board.
0: I, I okay. Now that we've mentioned the Jaguars, I want to I want to say something. So
1: <laughs> you're saying that they are a Super Bowl favorite to come out of the AFC, and they're going to play your Bears, led by uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I am a Texans
0: fan, and I do not consider myself the most serious football analyst. This is something fun that I do, shocking, not for a full time job. I like the Texans, and so. I just hate that the Jaguars ever get any positive publicity. And so Pete, my editor, asked if I could please take (laughs) at least two teams and do their wish list. So I was like, I got the Texans. And I'll take the Jaguars because I watch the AFC South. Okay, fine. And so I wrote like a glowing, this is why the Texans are going to the Super Bowl piece. And then I wrote what I thought was a drippingly mocking piece about why the Jaguars are terrible. It got four times the views and like <laughs> many retweets and people being like, thanks, bro. I'm just like, I can't win. Oh, Clark. So I'm going to start writing Jaguars pieces, apparently. They have fans and they read them. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, there you go. I just I really hope that it brought along like 20 to 30 more jaguars fan twitter followers and they're all like yeah this guy this guy gets it he's he's a great jaguar follow and the first game is going to come and they're just going to be like their timeline is going to be filled with Clark just being like fuck the jaguars this team is garbage and be like wait what i thought i I
0: thought
1: i was i thought i was uh following a a true jaguar supporter yeah so that was fun for me i just had to share that with everyone (laughs) good times good times Uh, well, there you go, people. That was an excellent podcast. Not only do we correctly and boldly predict the uh, NFL free agency period, but we also learned that Clark's dog is uh, reborn and trying to kill him. So, perfect. Pretty what good. A day. What a day. We also completely shut down the uh, NFL draft and decided to the combat was stupid. <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook. Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes and on Stitcher. Give us five stars. Leave us a lovely review. Uh, Maybe we'll do some sort of prize giveaway for who leaves the nicest review. Don't quote us on that, but it's something we might fiddle around with. Follow myself on Twitter at Peter M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Uh, And we will be back at you guys next week. Um we're starting to get the NFL draft time, so maybe we'll have a little, uh, well, maybe we'll have a little draft thoughts. Uh, but we certainly will have some free agency start thoughts, since that starts uh, on Monday, I believe. Nope, next Wednesday. So we'll see what happens then. Until next week. <laughs> Peace.